Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs, brought to you by Top Golf. At every Top Golf, it's about fun, climate-controlled bays, increased safety measures, with your choice of games as well as our sports bar and restaurant. See your local Top Golf or go to topgolf.com. Summer skates, shower shoes, and koozies customized for yourself or your entire team. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos from coast to coast and beyond. Wherever you need to be, Caesars has a destination that suits your style. Chet's Pizza, with six different styles of pizza, eight different types of crust. To go with all of our fresh toppings, you can let your pizza cravings run wild. Peterson Toyota, earning the trust of our loyal customers at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins every day. 50 years. Metro by T-Mobile. Go to MetroByTMobile.com to find your perfect plan. Come with the power of T-Mobile's 5G network. M-Drive. Our boost and burn is especially designed to help you get active, get lean, and burn fat. Get yours at M-Drive4Men.com. Liberty University. Strengthen your faith and your game at Liberty.edu. Drury's and Suites. Find out why we say our home is your home. Visit us at DruryHotels.com. And by Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Award-winning barbecue for your next catered event, concert at Allegiant Stadium, or at the restaurant at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas. Analytics and eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy. All right. Well, welcome in, hockey fans. It's Monday night. It's 7.30 Mountain Time. We're starting on time. We have Scott Strandy here live in Denver, Colorado. My co-host, as always, Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. About, uh, I don't know, 10 people will see level tonight, kicking back in that palatial estate. His feet up, the uh, servants doing everything for him. And uh, you know what? Paul, it's nice to have you here on the show on time. Um, yeah, well, the <laughs> servants woke me up. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> servants, yeah. We call this deflection, folks. He's <laughs> saying this to me because he's the one that actually gets the royal treatment wherever he goes. Nobody I'm believes it. Peasant. Nobody believes a word that you say, my friend. Right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, analytics and eyeballs. So we're going to start it off tonight, Paul. Um, I'm going to ask you a question. You tell me what the answer is, okay? No. 100, 9, plus 1. 109 plus 1 would be 110. For people you are incorrect, my friend. Yeah, I'm talking I Denver don't. Pioneer Hockey and yeah. the uh, fundraiser golf tournament. Not fund. Fun. It was uh, designed for the group of uh, hockey players that have played or are currently playing at Denver University or the University of Denver uh, to get together, share some thoughts, um, join together in, in, in unity, if you will, of a program that's done very, very well. The nine is obviously the nine national championships they have. Right. The one is the one that they are well after uh, as soon as possible to become the first um ncaa team to have 10 ice hockey championships so we'll see how it goes uh it was fun today it was, the weather was beautiful uh so many talented hockey players on a golf course and paul if you think hockey players can't play golf think again because okay, uh <laughs> some guys were really ripping it today first of all um the physiology of hitting a golf ball and shooting a puck are very similar. So it's not a shock that hockey players uh, are not only enjoy the game, but excel at it. Now, obviously, uh, the difference between somebody who was playing it 
and somebody who makes money at it is not off the tee. As you know better than anybody, the old expression, we drive for show and putt for dough. Good point. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, mo- I, I, I would bet just your average hockey player who puts a club in his hands can probably rip it off the tee almost without any exertion. Well, 275, it, 300, more. What it is, Paul, it's hand-eye coordination. Their hand-eye coordination is incredible. Their balance is incredible. And, of course, the muscles, as you mentioned, that you use to uh, shoot a hockey puck are very advantageous in uh, hitting a golf ball. So, um, yeah, it, it all plays a role. And like you say, you, you got to make the putts. That's where the money is. And um, these guys were out to have a lot of fun today. I had a chance to visit with a few people. So right. uh, before we get too deep into it, I think I've got uh, I've got a few clips I want to play, if that's okay. I've got uh, – the, uh, the comments from new athletic director, Josh Burlow. I've got head coach David Carl. I've got uh, recent DU grad and uh, who I call one of the best players uh, they ever acquired in the portal, Cam Wright. Okay, got- that, that list is living. Come on now. <laughs> Seriously? Okay, he's the best player they ever got in the portal. Jeez. <laughs> uh, oh. Logan O'Connor, the Stanley Cup champion. And, of course, uh, Mr. Everything and the Denver native, Troy Terry. So without further ado, uh, listen up, and uh, I will play some clips. Here is first the introduction by uh, Josh Burlow. I wanted first to introduce you guys to the new athletic director, Josh Burlow. He wants to say a few words. Thank you, Ron. Uh, I'll be really quick because you're here to have fun today. Super excited to be a pioneer. I spent the last nine years with another little hockey program up in Duluth, Minnesota, and there were not many places that I would leave for, but Denver and this program are incredibly special. So I couldn't be more excited to to be a pioneer to work with our great 18 programs and this special program. So really enjoy today. Being part of college sports uh, is something that's life-changing. I love seeing the relationships and the bonds, and, and let's just keep the golf carts out of the Greeks today, okay? I'm only partially kidding. Have fun. Let's get number 10. Go Pioneers. Have a great day. <laughs> Josh, uh, getting a little big in there about keep the golf carts uh, out of the Greeks. Um, so you could tell uh, the pride uh, that's already instilled in, in Josh Burlow in the opportunity to uh, be at the helm of uh, the University of Denver. So uh, let's move on and uh, hear a few words from David Carl, the head coach. He's back on the golf course. Uh, feel different now as an NCAA champion again for nine times? Uh, yeah, really proud of the program and um, a lot of national champions here today, um, over 100 guys out um, spanning all different eras. So it's great to have everyone here celebrating Denver hockey and bringing our, our golf tournament. We haven't done it in probably 30, 40 years, um, which is the hockey group. And so to get that back and bring it back on an annual basis, um, we're really excited about it. What's it been like now that uh, a few months have passed since you won the championship? You've been everywhere. You've done everything. you got a new contract, all kinds of good stuff. But what's it like today in August? Yeah, it's, uh, the summer's gone quick. It's been a lot of work. Um, it's been a tough uh, recruiting class to put together. We've faced some different challenges here um, throughout the summer, but really excited about the group we've been able to put together and um, just, you know, finally able to kind of turn the page and um, look forward to next year. But it's been a, a hell of a summer um, just being able to spend time with friends, family, celebrate what the year was and um, to be able to turn the page and, and look to try and do it again. Final one for me is uh, October 1st, you're bringing in an ACHA team again to play an exhibition with. For the growth of the game of hockey, how important is that for you? I know you're a big, uh, a big guy about that, but what's that mean? Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, having Lindenwood in, obviously, last year, you know, they knew that um, that they were going to be coming D1 this year, and we're actually playing them in our building again for a two-game set. But, yeah, to play um, a new team again is, uh, I think, a really good thing, and gets to showcase uh, to them, you know, Division One building and product, and obviously a really well-known school, and uh, excited to have them work. So David Carl talking about not only the uh, trials and tribulations of 
uh, summer months, but also getting a chance to uh, bring in the uh, ACHA D1 program. And Paul, before we go any further, I want to get your comments on those two. Um, anything surprise you either in uh, Josh Burlow's uh, thrilled to be at Denver comments or uh, David Carl's comments? Well, listen, I mean, um, this is his first big public event as the athletic director. Um, I would be pretty pumped up too. Uh, this is, you know, when you're sitting there and, you know, you're going through the interview process and, you know, you get the, and, and, and you get the job and it's kind of a whirlwind, but it's not really, uh, you know, you, you haven't really, it takes, uh, you know, you, you got to get your feet under you. Right. And he did it during the, the end of the school year. So there's really nothing to 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 be out there on. But this is his first big public outing. Right. I mean, uh, Denver lacrosse is, is is a huge program. Um, and they're, you know, they're D1 in a lot of sports. But, you know, hockey is their flagship program. So this is the first public event with a flagship program coming off a national championship. Um, I, I think he was only partially kidding about being partially kidding about <laughs> putting the carts on the green. Um, I doubt he had to really worry about that anyway. I think they maintained pretty well today from what I saw. Well, you know... I, I'm sure that the chauffeur taking you around in your cart <laughs> was was very respectful for the. For no, the, there was no chauffeur. Matter right. of fact, there wasn't even a cart. There was two feet. <laughs> um, well, that's not the rumor I heard. Okay. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll go with that. Uh, right. But but Coach Carl uh, reaching out again to an ACHA program. Uh, to bring him in, that just tells you his desire to grow hockey and certainly in the West. Well, that's it, right? I mean, uh, this is not something he had to do. No, not at all. Okay. Um, it gives him a chance, you know, it gives his players a chance to kind of get some game action uh, in in, an un, in a non-stressful environment. Uh, I'm not, you know, not to sit here and say that the players aren't going to try, you know, what they do. They put up 11 against Lindenwood last year, right? Something in that neighborhood. Yeah, nine, ten, eleven, somewhere along there. But they were behind one nothing. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean they were. I, 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 I understand that. Um, but the point is, you know, you get some game action. Um, UNLV gets a chance to test itself. Um, I, I, I am sure that, that, you know, they're sitting there, uh, uh, Anthony Veneri Greener and, and Nick Raboni are sitting there like, uh, you were born to be hockey players. <laughs> we might play them 10 Good times. One. They might beat us nine, <laughs> but not this game. Not tonight. Oh, all right. I'm, I'm Thanks, probably sir. going a little crazy, but I mean, you get the point. Um, well, here's what here's what I thought was the most interesting, and I kind of expected it, so it wasn't really a shock. But the first thing he said was, "Yeah, it's going to be a good." You know, he did not say I should say is that it's not going to be about Denver hockey and getting a chance to to warm up. He said it's going to be an opportunity for UNLV to see a big time NCAA program. They're the defending champs for crying oh, out sure. loud! Absolutely, they're going to play them in Magnus Arena to open right. the season. You know the fan base is going to be excited because they haven't seen them since Boston in April. Right. So, you know, and and David is saying, you know, the the beauty of this is it's an opportunity for UNLV to to see what it's like and to test the waters, if you will. He didn't mention anything about his team, and no, uh, it might be good for them to prep for well, uh, the icebreaker. Well, listen, I mean, they're not opening up against. Little Sisters of the Poor uh, is Denver. I mean, their their opening game of the season is at least it's at home is to open up against Notre Dame. So, 
I mean, and, and, and you know, we talked about it last night with Ben Holden, uh, what the expectations for Notre Dame are this year, or at least his expectations. Um, and, and, and we know that it's probably even earlier, you know, the, the, fact, the fact that it is early might play into Notre Dame's hands a little bit um, because they are a defensive team first you know that's their that's their 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 and listen i i don't want to sit here and say that denver doesn't play defense because that's not case but just stylistically you know notre dame's style is probably more conducive uh to being close to their style in the opening weekend of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, on, I totally agree other, with you on all that. On I the mean, other I, hand, um, I wonder how early Notre Dame is going to get there. I hope a day or two. To give themselves a chance to get acclimated as much <laughs> as you can to playing in, um, to playing in the altitude. Um, yeah, I, I would guess they're a day, at least a day early, to get a practice and maybe a morning skate in. That's typically... Well, what teams I, do, but they're going to be out there for a few days. I, I, in this case, since I don't think they, I don't know if they're playing an exhibition game or not. Uh, they are not. Um, so, you know, they're they're playing those first two games in the altitude. Um, I would also say that uh, uh, it might set Air Force up too. Yeah, Notre, I think you're right. Because Notre, Notre Dame playing that second game in two nights to start the season in that altitude. It's a little higher in, in Colorado Springs, too, by yeah. the way. Well, I'll, I'll take your word for it. They don't let me out of the basement. So, <laughs> yeah, and, and Frank will have his team ready to go because he doesn't know oh. anything about exhibitions. <laughs> no, well, listen, we, it's we, not we, anyway, but right. Uh, anyway, um, okay. So, so let's jump in and listen to these uh, these three former uh, DU pioneers. And, and you'll get a feel, Paul, and uh, listeners, I think, for uh, just the love for this program. And, and, and secondly is there's a common theme. And I'll ask you afterwards if you picked up on it. But here's Cameron Wright, last year's uh, star um, in, in all the big games. <laughs> he was just a star. And the uh, upcoming uh, Colorado Eagle. Cameron Wright. All right, we got Cam Wright with us, the, uh, the newest Colorado Eagle and the former DU alum. The smile's still there because you're still a national champion. How's it been over the summer? It's been good. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, a lot of people uh, congratulating us and, and the team on their success. And it's been good getting ready to, uh, to head up to there to Loveland and, and get ready for the next season and, and put, uh, put uh, this last season behind us. You've done a lot. You've had a chance to win a national championship at the college level. You had a chance to go to the development camp. Um, a lot of people saying you were the best player at the development camp. Yeah. So, uh, lots of things coming on. Do you feel any pressure right now, or are you still having fun playing the game? No, no, I'm having tons of fun. You know, obviously entering the uh, the pro the pro world would be super fun. I'm excited for that, and I know that comes with a, a lot of challenges. But I'm just excited to to take the next step and see what happens. Do you love playing in the golf tournament? How does it feel today? <laughs> Feels good. I'm super excited. You know, a lot of a lot of good hockey players, a lot of good few few members here, a lot of people to meet and. and uh, so Cam Wright, the uh, most recent NCAA championship. Let's go to the most recent Stanley Cup champion, Logan O'Connor. With us here, the uh, DU Golf Tournament. Love the hat, first of all. Congratulations on the Stanley Cup. Tell us what that DU means to you. For sure, I think it goes for uh, all of us alumni here. For DU, you know, we wouldn't be where we're at in our careers, whether it's hockey or work-wise. I think uh, we all owe DU a lot, and it's nice to get everyone together. You know, guys you haven't seen in a while, alumni you've heard about, maybe I'm connected with too much. Bring everyone together here in a perfect day for golf. What's your last four months been like being a Stanley Cup champion and doing all the things that you do and the responsibilities? Uh, is it still fun? Absolutely, yeah. It never gets old. It's uh, definitely been a lot going on this summer. I had my cup day last week, uh, you know, back in Denver now. So 
trying to get ready for camp now, though, turn the page sort of thing on the festivities, get ready for next year right now. All right, talk to me about coming back to the pro camp at DU. I know it's a big thing. You know that the DU current players love having you guys there. Um, what's it feel like what's, to be the old guy now? Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was there uh, at DU and you'd have, like, Stassi and Bozak out there. And I just sort of look at those guys, uh, you know, look up to them a little bit when you're at school. So all of us pro guys remember where we came from and just try and be good examples for those guys. Keep it competitive out there, try and push each other. That's what it's all about is getting everyone geared up for camp. So I think we did a great job, and it's nice to have the DU guys and the guys out there together. Logan, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Good luck today on the golf course. Thank you very much. So that was Logan O'Connor, the Avalanche uh, national champion. And uh, let's move on to a guy Wait, that uh, had a real what? breakout what? career. What? What did I say? Stanley Cup Avalanche champion. Yeah, Sorry. come on. Stanley Cup champion. Thank you. I got national championships, Stanley Cup champions. I got champions all around me, ball. It's easy to get confused. <laughs> all right. Let's go to a guy that had a great career, uh, a career year this year. I should say, at uh, in Anaheim with the Ducks in Troy Terry and a, a Denver native. And as he'll tell you, this is where he wants to be. All right, it's the DU Golf Tournament. It's another fundraiser. Why not bring a, a former pioneer and the uh, NHLer Troy Terry is with us, Troy. Uh, first of all, congratulations on a good year last year. Thank you. No, I mean, it was... I mean, it was something I felt I was building towards, and um, you know, it was nice to you know finally get some more confidence in the NHL and um, you know just play the the brand of hockey that I've always wanted to in that league. Talk about DU hockey if you can for a minute. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to your career? It's. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not shy about it. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm about as passionate DU alumni as as you'll find. Um, I mean, it is. DU especially is something that I grew up watching. Um, you know, the ads games were, the ads tickets were a little more expensive, so my parents would get, you know, DU hockey tickets growing up. So they're games that I went to since I was, you know, 10, 8 years old, and, and it was the only school I ever want, I wanted to go to. It was the only offer I ever got. And then, uh, you know, to, to live that dream and then, you know, to make the relationships that I have here and, and to win a national championship there. And um, it's just, it's something that, you know, is, is super special to me. Um, you know, probably the best three years of my life. I mean, just making, making you know, lifelong friends and, and, and playing at a high level of hockey and, and, you know, winning championships. You get to stay involved with the program by coming back from your pro camp. Uh, I know last year Coach Carl told me that the guys were amazed afterwards about the way you ran through them. And he said, uh, don't worry about it. Troy will run through the NHL guys like that too. Uh, what's it mean to come back and skate with those guys and pass on your knowledge? Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's, it seems like yesterday that I, you know, I was at DU and we had, you know, Bozak, Stasny, um, you know, all these guys that have had really good NHL careers, and I still got a long ways to go. But um, I remember being in college and, you know, just just how much we looked up to those guys and how much we wanted to, you know, ask them questions, but we'd be scared to, or, or just stuff like that. And, um, and, you know, when I was in college, I used to love when, you know, if I had the pocket, I could feel that, you know, Stasny was going harder on me or something. It's, 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 it elevates you and it's, and it's fun. Um, and, you know, now all of a sudden, without really realizing it, I've become, you know, one of the NHL guys that's, you know, skating with the college guys. And, uh, you know, they had such an amazing season. Um, I was there through the whole journey. And, and just, uh, you know, finally come back and see these guys after they, you know, had accomplished so much this year has been special and, and you know I just love I just love talking about them, whether they're asking me questions whether I'm just you know asking them about their college lives or whatever it is it's, it's just fun to be around them and you know so Troy Terry uh, enjoys being a uh, pioneer alum as does everybody so two common themes I picked up on Paul uh, talking to those guys you got you, you have either one of them well listen I mean, <laughs> I put you on the spot. No, you know, it's not the spot. It's, it's it's the simple fact of, you know, I mean, that's how you build a program. That's how you maintain a program. Well, right? let me tell I you mean, what. Let me tell you the first thing that I picked up on was um, it's August, and they all mentioned about turning the page. 
They had great success, whether it be a national championship in college, a Stanley Cup championship, a career year as an NHLer. But they all said, you know what? It's time to turn the page. And I thought that was pretty cool because they're not uh, living on their laurels anymore. They're, they're ready to go and do it again. Well, it's, 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 it's August, right? I mean, we're, we're, we're getting towards the last couple of weeks of August. Um, you know, whatever time they took off, they're done with, you know, what, what most of the players, when they're done with their season, whenever that might be, what did they take a week or two at the most before they start working out for next season? Um, you know, that is, that's, that's the life of a, uh, an elite athlete. You're never not season. Right, right. You know, and, and at a certain point, now, listen, uh, Logan O'Connor and, and might be forgiven if he's still, what do you say, he, he had his day with the cup like a week ago? Is that what he said? Yes. I mean, if he's still on a high from that, I mean, can you blame him? Nope, certainly can't. Because um, Lord knows that that, I mean, uh, he's probably still getting sent pictures. <laughs> I'm sure. From and probably will be all year long. <laughs> friends and family that were there. And, hey, did you see this picture? Hey, did you see this picture? Hey, did you see this picture? Because, you know, once training camp starts, that stops. Yep. Yep. Now you're just one of uh, another 30-plus teams. <laughs> Anyway, uh, the the other thing that I picked up on, and I want to know if you picked up on this one as well, was um, they all talked about the the enjoyment and the fun and the leadership of coming back for that pro camp. And um, they mentioned the same names over and over again, Tyler Bozak and uh, Paul Stasny as two of the guys that. So how big of an impact do those two guys have to have made? for all three of them to bring those out of their mouth immediately. Not anybody else. There were other pros there, but those two kept, uh, kept popping up on everyone. Well, there's, there's always those guys, right? Yep. In, in any group, there's always those guys. And this is not a knock to say that the other guys there didn't perform those things, but you know, not everybody, you know, everybody is different. Everybody leads differently. Um, you know, there's probably also a little bit of an age factor involved, right? A little, yeah, there is commonality involved. Uh, you know, I don't have the list in front of me of who was there, but I, I just thought it was interesting that those two names kept popping up because clearly those two players made an impact on these guys as young young hockey players, uh, college players, and now they want to step up and make that same impact. So, you know, we go back in seven, eight years, and we ask players, uh, you know, you, you're now the old guy, if you will, at the uh, Pioneer Pro Camp. Um, who left an impression on you? And, and they say guys like, oh, man, it was Troy Terry, or it was uh, Logan O'Connor, or whoever it might be. But um, well, right. I'm I not mean- kidding. Coach Carl told me, last year that his players were just shocked at how uh, Troy Terry would move through their triangle. And uh, he said, I told the guys, you're not, you're not going to be the only ones. He's going to have a big year and he's going to do it at the next level. And sure enough, he had a great year, 37 goals, I believe. Well, you know, I mean, you know, when, when, when Carson Brisson, Brisson, um, you know, is in that position, say, two or three years from now. Like you said, the, the guys now are the guys he's – because those are the guys that he's more contemporary with. Yeah, that's you know, a good point. And, and, and you know, sometimes I'm, I'm in situations where I deal with, with younger colleagues, and sometimes, you know, depending on the situation, I, I'm – likely to be uh, more aggressive in the things that I say and depend or or not depending on the situation 
like, you know, if somebody's going to ask it, if someone's going to talk about technology, I'm probably not the guy that's going to step up to the younger teachers. And it doesn't matter what the subject is. It doesn't matter what they teach. Okay. Um, I'm probably not the guy. But if I see a younger teacher struggling, say, with their mindset and, and the way they approach things, I'm far more comfortable that way than I would be trying to say, hey, do this with your technology because um, that's just not my area of expertise and it's not a, it, and it's a and it's a comfort level. So that makes a difference too. Yep, absolutely. Um, the other thing that that uh, I thought was interesting was, that I learned today, actually, I did not know this, but Logan O'Connor and uh, Troy Terry uh, are neighbors. They share a fence, they told me. <laughs> so pioneers are apparently pioneers that stick together. So wow. that was uh, that was just a fun little piece that they told me today when we, we were chatting. Fence. <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Good question. Uh, if it was built you. this year, I'm going to feel, feel like it had to be uh, Logan O'Connor. And if it was uh, built previously, maybe Troy, but maybe they split it. Who knows? I, I don't know. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. Some. <laughs> I don't know either. Uh, let's do this. Let's take a quick okay. break. Let's come back because we got some coaching things to talk about again. Uh, we need to re revisit a little bit of this uh, World Junior Game Championship game on Saturday. Uh, we didn't. We weren't able to give it the justice we want because we had a great guest on last night and had some technical issues. So we'll revisit that and. Um, I don't know. We'll talk some other stuff. And we have more golf to talk about. So. <laughs> we'll be right back. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. The point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. Go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. I can't wait to get to Las Vegas and check out the Fortress. Going to see the Golden Knights? No. Stopping at Jesse Ray's Barbecue for lunch. Oh, that fortress. That combination of brisket, hot links, fries, mac and cheese, surrounded by offensive ribs. I'm in. Exactly. Jesse Ray's Barbecue. Located at 5611 South Valley View Boulevard, right behind the Mandalay Bay Hotel. Check out their pulled pork, smoked chicken, or the fall off the bone baby back ribs. Jesse Ray's Barbecue has been voted the best barbecue in Las Vegas two years running. So whether it's a midday meal or a pregame feast, head to Jesse Ray's Barbecue for all their award-winning tastes. Desert Southwest, and they'll all tell you the same thing. We love going to the rink and sandals. Now you can show off your game in style with summer skates. Officially licensed summer skates are comfortable, washable, and can be designed to show off your fandom. Bill Kessel, your guy? Big William Carlson fan? Or is Austin Matthews the man? Have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite NHL player, or shout out your own game with your own number. Team discounts and customization available too for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice, our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. 
comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates, you can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. Summer Skate Studios. This is Analytics and Eyeballs. Welcome back in, hockey fans. Indeed, it is Monday night, which means it is time for Analytics and Eyeballs. Scott Strandy with you tonight from Denver, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on Long Island, New York. Paul, it's not long till you'll be back in the classroom and uh, doing those things that you love, like commuting back and forth. Oh, yeah, baby. I cannot <laughs> wait. <laughs> I can tell. Wait. I can tell. I, I, and I would well, be doing... Go ahead. Uh, no, you I'm go ahead. Saying, you, played a, you played the spot during the, the break there. I'd be doing a lot better if I could get some Jesse Ray's God sauce or <laughs> or some of that brisket, you know, uh, and get my car washed. Um, What's going on with the car wash? Well, just quickly, um, as my friend, Twitter friend Miley uh, let me know, they're having a car wash at the new Jesse Ray's location. At 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson. To raise money for youth hockey. So, I'm just... Always giving back. You know. Um, that's, that's what you, hockey people do. Right. I mean, and, and like I said, we're, we're happy for Mike and the gang over there at Jesse Ray's. They, they busted their butts to be able to open up oh, a location. Oh, nice one. Nice one. The pork butts. Yes. Nice. And, Mike will be happy to hear that. Good, good tie-in. So you know, you get some, some good barbecue. You can get your car washed, <laughs> and you know, help raise money for the silver or one of the silver knights, a U eight team, or yeah, uh, one of the young young teams. The, I mean, actually, you know, for you know, youth hockey for sure, uh, at at the youngest levels, and you know, where are you going to get your car washed for ten bucks? Yep. And you so. can stop while it's being done and eat some Jesse Ray's barbecue. You can't pass it up. No, I'm just, and that's going to be Sunday the 28th. So I just, you know, just wanted to get that out there. Cause nice. If, if we can help Mike raise some money. Uh, yep. Well done. So. Well done. That's the okay. broadcast Where were we? professional. I got, I got sidetracked. I forgot what I was going to say. Um, well, let's see. We, you were talking about recapping the, uh, from another angle, the World Juniors. We have some schedule things that we could talk about. Um, Let, let's do the World Junior recap uh, right now. As, as most people know by now, um, Team USA was eliminated by Chechia. Right. Um, and I don't want to say that I called it, but I called it. Uh, <laughs> <sighs> it was frustrating to watch because uh, I saw the same movie a week, almost a week earlier. Um, in Colorado Springs, the Chechia team uh, did exactly what they did in the Five Nations. They they shut them down physically. They shut down the center of the ice. They gave them no time and space, which is the answer to stop anybody. But it certainly is the uh, recipe to stop a team that thrives on speed and skill. Because if you don't give them time to generate speed and, and use their skill, um, they have a tough time. And uh, let's face it, that's what Team USA is, speed and skill. Well, yeah, it was not their best showing um, for any number of reasons. Um, speed and skill shouldn't be an impediment. I mean, sometimes you got to use your speed and skill, and sometimes you have to adapt, and I don't think they were – it didn't seem like they were willing to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know where that came from. We talked about it. They were playing with uh, an injured player, clearly, in Luke Hughes. Uh, still ended up logging the most minutes. So um, whether that was a factor or not, I don't see how it couldn't have been. But but either way, um, yeah, it I, was uh, it was not the way they wanted to end. I, I gave no. Chris Mayotte a couple of days, and I texted him. I said, hey, uh, really tough way to, to uh, end the World Juniors. And he's, he just... Simply texted back to me in all caps with a couple of exclamation points and said, the worst. 
So oh, see, uh, I thought I was going to say lose my number, but that's <laughs> no. He just said the worst, and uh, I, I feel for him. I mean, uh, I'm sure all the coaches put in uh, everything they had into that. Grant Patalny, Nate Lehman, uh, Steve Miller, all of those guys um, put in everything that they had to try to get these guys to the medal games at least if not yeah. win the gold. But um, we know with Chris Mayotte, he, he just bleeds for that program. He's told us multiple times on this show and other podcasts that, um, you know, it means an awful lot to him. And, you know, for him to sacrifice being away from his newborn uh, for that long and then have it end like that, I'm sure the disappointment um, stung for a little while. Maybe it still is. I don't I'm know. I'm sure it still does. Um, but we'll, we'll check in with them and, uh, and find out. Uh, just how things are going. So anyway, that eliminates them. That leads us to a, to a eventual gold medal game, <laughs> which you and I have talked about it uh, at nauseum off the air. But uh, while I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that, the way it ended, uh, first of all, uh, for people that don't know, when they go to overtime now in the World Juniors, it's three on three until it's decided, which I know you're thrilled at. It's better than penalty shots. Yeah. I mean, they they played. Uh, was watching a soccer match last night. The uh, FIFA U twenty Women's World Cup. Um, I don't know if that the court might have been a quarterfinal match or whatever it was last night. The game ended in penalty kicks. Come on, that's not the way to end a playoff or a tournament. Right. I'm sorry. Play until some. You know, they played the first, they played the 30 minutes and they play the 30 minutes no matter what. After that, you play till somebody scores. Uh, enough <laughs> of this penalty kicks, penalty shots, nonsense. That's not sports. That's just, uh, that's just practice. <laughs> Good point. And I don't even know if it's that. I'm not going to argue with you. I mean, uh, I totally get it. Um, but anyway, so it goes to three on three. Um, <laughs> and, uh, we were both watching it, obviously, um, several thousand miles apart, but, right. uh, as we were watching it, uh, I think you were texting me like, that's unbelievable. And what you were talking about was a, uh, well, you describe it from Mason, well, Mason McTavish. Well, I mean, he basically bat bats the puck out of midair, preventing it from ending the game. And okay, hold on a minute. Now I got to step in. He batted it out of the air about three inches in front of the goal line. Right. To keep it from going in the goal and ending the game. Right. right. Okay. Then he manages to do what? Then, you know, the puck goes down the other end. And No, before that. Before that, the puck is laying on the red line. And he somehow is able to gain this composure get his stick blade down there along with a little help from Connor Bedard and get that puck out of there. So first he right. knocks it down and then he keeps from knocking it in because you know how easily at that speed he could have easily have just knocked that puck over the, the red line. It could have happened very, very easily. Trust yeah, of me. It could have, it could have bounced on the ice and, and hopped over a stick and done all kinds of other nonsense. So anyway, it goes down to the other end. And then what happens? Uh, Canada scores on, <laughs> you know, there's a scramble in front of the net. And and and, and the game actually ends and, and, and Canada starts celebrating. And I knew they had to review. Of course. Whether that and it just you sat there and, and, and watched the review and it was and it was pretty obvious once they slowed it down, the puck didn't go over the line. I actually don't know what took them so long to do it. And it wasn't even very long, but it was pretty, it pretty was obvious from the first replay that it didn't go. Um, but you just had, I had flash, I had CCHA flashbacks. <laughs> I all. bet you did. That's all. Uh, I hear you. Well, anyway, congratulations, Canada, and congratulations to Team Sweden, too, because they put up a heck of a battle. Finland. And when you look at that roster, Finland. and I know there were any killers on every roster. Finland. But Finland. That, I'm sorry, Finland. Finland. 
Finland, you're right. Finland, my wrong Scandinavian country. Sorry, yeah. Finland. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. don't make that mistake there. <laughs> oh do no, I'm not, not going there. They'll never let there. me leave. <laughs> well, if you make that mistake, they probably wouldn't let you leave. They probably. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So, sorry, Finland. Um, <laughs> that's that's no why you're here to catch all my mistakes. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know. Anyway, um, but but that Canadian roster, Paul, loaded, oh. loaded with talent. Um, we saw uh, Kent Johnson score Johnny Walker, or some people like to say the Michigan. We well, like I to call, call it a Johnny lacrosse Walker. goal. Huh. Call it a no, we call it the Johnny it's Walker. It's a lacrosse goal, and I I refuse to acknowledge that that team. And the the, the school didn't score it. A player wearing the uniform scored it. It's a lacrosse style goal. I called the Johnny Walker. Let's go. Let's Whatever. leave it at that. <laughs> anyway, so that happened. Uh, the teams that were involved, um, obviously, with the conflict in Ukraine and in Russia not being there. Um, maybe took a little bit of the, uh, I don't know. No, it changes. Compa- it changes the dynamic. There's no question. Of course it does. Yeah. It changes of course the it dynamic. does. Yeah. So big news out of world junior camp is that it's official. Now the, uh, United States will get the 2026 Christmas weekend or which is, weeks. which is wrong by the way. And how do we know that that's official? Yeah, uh, because they announced it. That it's that? coming to the United States and in the IIHF said it's coming here in 2026. See, we I don't know where up. yet, but um, uh, the big push is for Las Vegas because former uh, executive director Jim Johansson had really wanted to bring it there to uh, help grow hockey in the West. Right. And uh, they're thinking that if it's possible, they want to make it happen in honor of Jim Johansson, which I think is just fantastic. Well, that's that's definitely you know that that is awesome. That's great. Um, I know that uh, he has a lot of influence in in doing things like developing the national development team program. You know, I know I, I know he was a big influence in things like that. So uh, I can totally understand uh, his push there and, and trying to uh, get that done. You know, um, and of course, he passed away way too early, right. way, well, way, uh, way too young. And yeah, and the I guys want to follow it up and, and kind of honor him with that. And I think that would be a great idea. There's no doubt that Vegas would do a fantastic job now with the dollar loan center, a 6,000 seat arena, the uh, the T Mobile Arena, 18,000 seats, the Orleans with about 7,500. I mean, they could easily, easily host this event and make it a very special time. And like you always tell me, who doesn't want to go to Vegas in December? Well, I mean, that's it, right? I mean, there's no doubt at this point uh, that Vegas has the facilities. um, And they might have more for the time uh, that. There's no doubt they'll have more, whether it'll be a big enough one to accommodate it. I don't know, but they'll definitely Uh, have more. I, I listen. Uh, they they kind of already do, right? I mean, theoretically, they could use the Thomas and Mack Center too. Yeah, well, now you're stretching it. Well, you're I, stretching that's it. why I said theoretically. Has, Thomas and Mack hasn't had ice in years. Yeah, but I mean, you if, get the between but if they, between but the if dollar loan center. UNLV would be on that ice, so between, the dollar loan center and T-Mobile are obviously the two spots because right and that's where they would one eighteen thousand you don't need any more well and new orleans too right you have the orleans but you also have the practice you know you need two facilities for games and right. then you need you need practice facilities so right and uh, henderson's got two sheets um summerlin's got two sheets there'll be two more in south vegas by then so well, that's the my point there'll be points that can be an issue facilities are not an issue or won't nope. be an issue by then. Nope. Um, and like I said, you you heard Ben last night. Oh, I'm go. You know, uh, <laughs> there would not be enough space for media if they had no, that I, tournament in Vegas. Yeah, in everybody would go. Uh, let me just throw the shout out now. If that happens, Nate Yule, um, Paul, and I would like to come. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that'll be perfect. Well, I'll be close to retiring. No, no, I will be retired by then. Yeah. December 26th, right? Yeah, I'll You're be okay. retired. Perfect. Yeah, there you perfect. go. Perfect. Yeah, Nate, anyway. Break. Let's go. Break it up. Bring it up. Let's go. Break it out. <laughs> okay, so we're through that. Um, I understand from uh, Coach Mayotte that his new assistant, John Lidget, and I think I've got that correct, is uh, – Arriving tomorrow, if I've got it right. So uh, he will be, uh, as coach calls him, the uh, brightest young, one of the brightest young coaches in, in hockey, joining the uh, Tiger staff along with Peter Menino after the loss of Mark Stewart, who went to uh, the NHL. So you can't complain. I asked Chris Mayotte, I said, what are you doing? Just keep producing NHL players when they can't keep them around for, you know, even two years. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, he lost his video guy to Dallas, by the way. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, it's, um, you know, what? I mean, listen, what are you going to do? What are you going to say? No, don't go to the NHL? No, absolutely not. Chris Mayotte would never stop anybody well, from enhancing about just their Chris career. Mayotte. No, nobody would. I mean, you're you're enhancing your career. Go for it. But, uh John Lidget, 28 years old, uh, played for Team Canada West at the World Junior A Challenge, played at Colgate. Very talented now, individual. Now Very I, smart now individual. <laughs> now, well, now I see because, um, and I'm sure that this was a an, an un... Uh, or a, an un... How am I an unfigured out side effect that now Menino is the old man in the office. Oh, unintended consequences. There we go. Oh, Peter, Peter, you heard it. That was Paul that called you the old man in the office. Well, not me. How old is man? How old is uh, man? I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not going to argue that. I'm just saying that I didn't say it. Oh, Let's I, be clear I here. Didn't say it. I didn't say you said it. It's not like people can't tell the difference between my voice and yours. <laughs> I just wanted to remind him in case somebody said, hey, I was hearing this podcast and somebody called you the old guy. Well, uh, yes. Anyway. <laughs> and I get called the old guy all the time. Oh, boy. Darts are coming from Colorado Springs. Peter, I didn't say it, honestly. Anyway, uh, He put me up uh, to it, Peter. He made me say it. <laughs> He'll never buy that one. Uh, oh, he'll buy it. Though. He'll buy it. <laughs> anyway, John Lidget coming into uh, Colorado College to uh, be on the staff with uh, head coach Chris Mayotte as the Tigers get ready. I will tell you that they also invited me to their golf tournament on really? the 26th of September. So uh, I told Coach Mayotte that uh, whatever I could do to help out, I would be there. So wow. I guess I'm going to be there. Yeah, once again. Then, we're, we're, uh, does, I'm sure the chauffeur knows. Forward, I'm sure the chauffeur knows his way to Colorado College by now. Oh yeah, it's easy. It's 43 miles right down I-25. You know, um, <laughs> so uh, that you know. So anyway, congratulations to John. Congratulations to the Tiger Hockey uh, family to get a new addition uh, there. So we're looking forward to that. Of course, they open their season against Air Force on Saturday, October 1st, at the Air Force Academy this year. And then, of course, uh, exhibition game. uh, It's no exhibition. It's a real game. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Friday, Uh, Saturday, the 7th and 8th, they will host Alaska Anchorage. Um, And then, of course, they go on the road to St. Lawrence and then they go on the road to Arizona State. So I am thrilled to see that one. I just want to see Peter and uh, and Greg Powers have to go up against each other before the game starts. See that that's where the that's where the intrigue lies in that matchup. Forget about it. I don't know I don't know if you remember when Peter was on, but he suggested we do a special podcast and uh, have both him and Greg join us well, <laughs> before that series starts. Like I said, oh, um, that's where the real intrigue would be. Forget about on the ice. Yeah. <laughs> that's that that's the string of text messages I want to see. I want to see those. And two. I got a feeling that Mike Field might get involved with that one well, too, might. because Peter likes to throw a few digs at him as well. But that's coming well, up. Might. What else do you got? I've got Colorado College covered. What do you got? 
Well, let's see. Um, we are uh, getting some uh, – we have found out today that uh, Team Mystery actually has a couple of games on their schedule. <laughs> and you're not talking Mystery Alaska, are you? No, we're not. We are not. Um, um, Stonehill got a couple of games scheduled against uh, LIU. Actually, three games. Uh, what about Lindenburg? Is that announced yet? Uh, they y- Yes, that actually was announced. That was in uh, one of the St. Louis media outlets today. So Lindenwood will have four home games this year. So that's good news. Good for, that's good. Yeah, well, yes, especially if you're Lindenwood and you spent the whole season on the road. Ask, you know, I'm sure yeah, on the road and against the best competition in the country. Yeah, I'm sure that 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 uh, Rick Zombo was asked Greg Towers for all the advice he could get about playing basically the season on the road. <laughs> he may be asked, but he clearly didn't take it because I don't think Powers would have told him to go to Minnesota, Michigan, Michigan State, Notre Dame, <laughs> Denver. Well, no, no, no. I mean in terms of how to handle it. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's um, why I said. I'm sure he asked them, but uh, and, no. and we know what they're going to do, and we know how they're going to play. They're going to be old. They're going to be big. They're going to be physical. They're going to try to win a lot of games if they can, 3-2 or 2-1. Uh, yeah, that's going to be I their mean, formula. Right. I mean, that's the, the typical expansion formula. You know, yep. play heavy and try to keep the score down because you probably don't have the offensive firepower that that that, that most teams have. So. Which, by the way, Paul, is going to be difficult for, I think, for um, Coach Zombo this first year because he's used to having a lot of firepower at the ACHA D1 level yeah, where well, they, could, probably, they could score with anybody. He probably is going to have the biggest adjustment out of everybody. Oh, without a doubt. He told me um, that a, couple, a month ago when I was there. He said he was already struggling with the adjustment. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, so we got that. I mean. It's nice to see that LIU has some home games this year that maybe I might get to. Uh, nice. Well, I mean, as I look at the, the uh, Omaha's going, is coming here. Um, Ohio State's coming here. Brown, UConn, Northeastern. As I look at this, mm, Devin Levi. Yeah, uh, Quinnipiac. We already mentioned Lindenwood. Uh, and, I, and, and, you know, our friends in Alaska are coming out here, too. So uh, good for Brett Riley. Uh, you still don't have a 100% uh, D1 schedule, but, you know, uh, we're, we're, we, we've already talked about how some of those teams in their old conference uh, are debating whether or not everybody should move up, but that's another story for another, another program. Um, and... Uh, you know, besides the coaching stuff, uh, Michigan getting some assistance and and RPI signing their coach to a, a uh, hold, hold on a minute. Michigan assistance. getting some assistant coaches or some yes. assistants? Assistant coaches, yeah. <laughs> um, I think they got plenty of assistance. <laughs> um, Not assistants, assistants. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> And, you know, are they going to play all the games on their schedule this year, Paul? Have you heard? Uh, who knows? Okay. Um, one other, a couple other notes here. Um, our condolences to the Ross family uh, out at Huntsville. Yes. Um, Doug Ross, good point. who was basically good. Uh, the face of Huntsville hockey uh, for most of the time their program was in existence. Uh, and not on hiatus. Uh, he basically helped them move up to Division One as the coach. Um, and so our condolences go out. He passed away this, this past week. Uh, definitely too young at 70. Um, and our condolences go out to the Ross family. And um, this will be very interesting. And I don't not because I don't want to end on a on a on a, on a down note. Um, it was announced today uh, that uh, we do have public knowledge of Augustana's first schedule, uh. or at least <laughs> one weekend of their first schedule. Um, okay. Tell us. Uh, New Year's Eve 
uh, and the day and, and December 30th, they will be playing a two game series against Notre Dame. Ah. Um, we I, also have something else. I don't know if you saw Twitter today, but Garrett Rayboyne showed the first beam being installed. Uh, I did not see that because I haven't, you know. Uh, you don't live on Twitter? Uh, sometimes. Smart I man. Do, sometimes I do, but, uh, <laughs> you know, um, not always. I mean, you know. Um, but that series with Augustana and Notre Dame will be at Notre Dame. Okay. So, um, now I'm sure that they've, they're also working on the rest of their schedule. I mean, Obviously, that's part of what they're doing, but you know that's the first uh, schedule announcement cool. that they've made. And Very cool. Coming up um, next President's Day weekend, um, and this will be a very interesting matchup. Not that they haven't played before, but um, that team we mentioned that skipped a game last year uh, will be playing uh, their arch rival in Ohio State. At uh, in Cleveland for an outdoor game. Yeah, at the football February. field, right? Playing uh, where the Browns play. Yeah. Uh, so how cool is uh, that? Uh, my my one of my coworkers whose son is an Ohio State student says we should go. I'm like, um, I have to talk to him about that because um, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't. You know, uh, unless we're in a suite. Or something like that, and you know, hold, maybe hold on a minute. Let me get a hold that. of uh, of the guys at uh, behind the mask and see if they've got anything warmer than what we I, have. There is not <laughs> going to be anything warm enough, I promise. <laughs> um, um, for, for for being out there, but uh, you know, they're there, they have a, 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 a pecking order for buying tickets for the game. Uh, obviously, Ohio State season ticket holders will get crack at it. And, uh, what if you're a Browns season ticket holder? Yeah, well, actually, you'll get a shot at that too. Nice before the before the tickets go on sale to the public. So Who, who's dro- who's dropping the ceremonial first buck? Deshaun Watson? Uh, probably not. <laughs> Just checking. Just checking. You know, Jimmy Haslam. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'd have to go back and, and see if there's any members of the Cleveland Barons nice. from the late from the early seventies to see you know, before they merged with the with the then Minnesota North Stars. Yeah, shush. Don't even go there. That's just sour grapes. Yeah, whatever. Um <laughs> you'll get over it. It's not like they have You want me to place. bring some more Minnesotans on here to get even? How many more Minnesotans can you bring on here? I mean, geez, didn't you get every – hasn't every one of them been on already? Not yet. Not yet. How's that There's possible? How is that more. possible? There's a Holy few more. smokes. Because Lord knows <laughs> bring enough of them on. Uh, anyways. Okay. So. If you haven't got anything more, take it away. Well, I, I don't think we have anything more, but I don't know what you have. So no, I I'm done. I I got my uh, my information out there right away. Well, uh, I'm going to reach out to uh, Coach Mayotte and see when and if John Lidget might be available for us. So who knows? Maybe we'll have a surprise guest tomorrow night. Maybe, but you know, you better check the pecking order. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Jerry, he's talking about you, and of course, I would go through you. No, well, I mean, I don't know. You know, there might be some, you know, I don't want to piss off Peter. (laughs) He already did that. You called him old. Well, he is the old man in that office. Oh, jeez. You're going to keep going down that road until he comes right here and whoops my rear end. (laughs) Well, listen, why not? (laughs) And we'll just have him do it on the podcast. (laughs) From the Summer Skate Studios, analytics and eyeballs have been brought to you by Drurians and Suites. Drury Plaza Lake Buena Vista, the newest official Disney World hotel, is booking now for stays starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile, switch to our $60 a month plan, which includes an Amazon Prime membership. See one of the stores for details. Buy Summer Skates, whether you use your own name and number or that of your favorite player, show off your game and style with personalized shower shoes and koozies. See summerskates.com for more information. 
by Behind the Mask and BehindTheMask.com. No one knows goalies' needs better than we do. See the website for our Three Valley locations and more. Liberty University, strengthen your faith and your game at the premier ACHA M1 program on the East Coast at Liberty.edu. Jesse Ray's Barbecue, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard in Las Vegas, and our new location at 308 North Boulder Highway in Henderson, where our food can be summed up in one word, perfection. By M-Drive, supplements to fuel and refine your drive at mdriveformen.com. Peterson Toyota, our staff at 4455 South College Avenue in Fort Collins, works hard to make sure you get the right car that fits your needs, new or pre-owned great pizza you'll love our wings sidekicks and more find the location near you at jetspizza.com and by caesar's entertainment resorts and casinos where the action is from the atlantic to the pacific and around the world analytics and eyeballs and all of the ice time hockey west podcasts are live every week on the podbean app and available for download at the itunes store podbean the google play store spotify stitcher the iheart radio app the TuneIn app wherever your preferred podcast platform is, you can ask to get your ITHSW podcasts, all one word, subscribe and rate. Analytics and Eyeballs from the Summer Skate Studios is a part of the IcetimeHockeyWest.com network. All right, so so I've got a plea to make out there to everybody listening. Tell your friends to... Uh, Please download our podcast because we want to get to that magical 30,000 download mark. We're close. We can do it by the end of August. I know we can. So let's uh, let's get the downloads going. And, uh, you know, we've done over 600 hours now, I believe, of podcasts. So there's plenty of them out there for you to listen to. Some great guests, some great conversations. Um, Paul and I will be back tomorrow night. College Hockey West Live. And we'll say goodnight for a little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers. Hello, New Day. Good night, everybody. Good night.